Hello and welcome to the I Can Do podcast with Benjamin Lee. We're here to talk about tips and strategies to have an I Can Do mindset when it comes to faith, family, fitness, and food. Let's go. Here's your host, Benjamin Lee. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Can Do. I am Benjamin Lee. I hope and pray all is well with you. I can do and so can you. I hope you've been getting after it. I hope you have been focused even during these difficult days. For this episode, I want you to go back just a few months ago, maybe to the last part of December or to the first part of January. No, we're not going to talk about our calendars on this particular episode. We've already done that on two episodes the last few months. But rather, I want you to think about Were you one of the individuals that picked a word that would kind of define your 2020, a word that you would focus upon, a word that would help you to stay focused on particular goals or increasing or developing new habits? Well, I think for a lot of people, the word, whatever that word may have been, has probably changed as a result of the coronavirus. I did not actually go through that exercise, but I know it's a good exercise and a lot of people go through it where they want to focus on one particular word. Maybe it's focus or maybe it's strength or maybe it's determination. I don't know what it could be for you, but I want to suggest a new word for the rest of the year. This is a word that I am trying to focus on more. I talked about it recently in a sermon and now I want to share it with you. Are you ready? Okay. The word for the rest of 2020, is rejoice. No, that's not an error. I said it correctly, all right? The word for 2020 is rejoice. I know some people can be thinking and listening to this and, and saying to themselves, how can we rejoice? We've been stuck in our homes for the last four or five weeks. There's so much uncertainty that's happening in our world. People are losing their lives. Jobs are being lost. You want me to rejoice? Is that even possible? Well, I want you to know it is. As Christians, this should be our mindset, the mindset of rejoicing. I love Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4, where Paul said, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. That is the mindset that we need to have. We need to have this mindset of rejoicing in the Lord. I understand that it can be very difficult, however, to to keep this mindset and to grow in this idea of rejoicing, of being cheerful or calm or happy or well off. And yet it is possible. The book of Philippians reminds us that it is possible. So for a few minutes, I just want to talk about this idea of rejoicing. I want to give you an assignment if you like assignments. If you don't like assignments, then let me give you a suggestion. Will you memorize Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4? I think it's one of the most powerful things that we can do during this coronavirus era. That's what I'm calling it, CE, coronavirus era. Paul talk so much about this idea of rejoicing. With this one verse, there are three thoughts that we can really consider, think about. 
and hopefully begin to live out. Rejoice in the Lord. As you think about rejoicing, our minds, your mind and my mind, should naturally turn to our Savior, Jesus Christ, because He is the source, ultimately, of our joy. All throughout this letter, Paul will talk about rejoicing. Read chapter 1 and notice what he said about rejoicing, how he prayed for the saints in Philippi, how he had great joy in his heart. Even when people were causing him distress, he still was able to have joy because the gospel was still being preached. Even though he was suffering in chapter 2, Paul Paul still had joy, even, even as he was facing potential death. Also consider where Paul was writing this. He's writing this in a prison. You see, his circumstances did not define whether or not he would have a heart full of joy. Now, I didn't mean that he wasn't concerned about his circumstances. It didn't mean that he didn't want his circumstances necessarily to improve. Surely he did. But the point is, he was still able to find joy. The source of our joy ultimately is in Jesus Christ. More than ever, it's important for us to keep our eyes focused on him. More than ever, it's important for us to take our minds back to the cross, to remember the sacrifice, to remember that the tomb of Jesus is empty. Paul would speak about Jesus and what he did in Philippians chapter 2, how he came in the likeness of man, how he became a humble servant, how he died, even death, on a cross. You see, that's reason for us to rejoice because of the great hope that we have in him because of what he's done for us. I think about the people that Paul was writing to in in Philippi. If you go back to Acts chapter 16, Paul, when he was in Philippi, he found himself in prison. The Philippian jailer, the man that's described later on in, in Acts chapter 16, who would ask the question, what must I do to be saved? He would hear Paul and Silas singing and praising God in prison around midnight. You see, even during difficult circumstances, Paul still had reason to rejoice. He still found a way to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Even in a pandemic, we have reason to rejoice. Because those who are in Christ, we have great great hope. We have something great to look forward to. And we have reason to rejoice, not just when Jesus returns, but even right now. The relationships that we have with one another. The fellowship that we have through through Jesus Christ. There are so many reasons for, for us to rejoice. You know, the best things in life are free. I believe that was a song. The best things in life are free. I could be wrong about that. But if you have your health, that's reason to rejoice. If you have family members, that's reason to rejoice. A job, that's reason to rejoice. A place to lay your head at night, that's reason to rejoice. Even when things get taken away through Jesus we ultimately still have reason to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Then Paul said, always. I love that idea. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse number 16, Paul said, rejoice always. He wasn't just saying this to a small group of people. This was a message all disciples of Jesus needed to hear. I need to hear it. I'm sure you do as well. Rejoice in the Lord always. You know, there's no expiration date when it comes to joy. And I understand that, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, March and April have just been been tough. And <laughs> they really have been tough. I know we can joke about, I joke about a lot of different things, but it's really been challenging. 
but maybe it's something that's helped us to to fully appreciate even more who we are in Christ. Maybe it's forcing us to focus even more upon the cross. You see, rejoice, rejoicing doesn't have, it's not just like for a limited amount of time. You find people in the New Testament like the Ethiopian jailer that we, or the Ethiopian eunuch, excuse me, in Acts chapter 8, or the Philippian jailer in Acts chapter 16, after they were saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, they went away rejoicing. Well, you know, people can go away rejoicing after they've been delivered from their sins, but sometimes that joy begins to die down a little bit. That's unfortunate, and there's a lot of different things that can often get in our way of that. And maybe that's why Paul reminded the saints and he reminds us to to be anxious for nothing in Philippians chapter 4, but to, to, to go to God in prayer and to keep our minds on things that are noble and true and good and right in verse number 8. One of the ways that we can continue to have this mindset of rejoicing is by making sure that we stay connected to God in prayer, that we truly leave and cast our cares to the God who cares, according to 1 Peter 5 and verse number 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. It's not just something that should just be every once in a while. It's not just something designed when everything is perfect, when everything is static, when everything is predictable. Paul was rejoicing in prison time and time again. He knew how to be content in every circumstance. That's what he talked about in Philippians chapter 4. I have a long ways to go. What about you? But I know this. I can start right now. I can start right now by rejoicing in the Lord that he's given me this day. I can start right now by rejoicing in the Lord always that he's given me health despite having a defibrillator in my chest, despite having an enlarged heart. I still have health. I'm still breathing. I'm still here. I still have family members who care about me and love me. I have brothers and sisters in Christ. I have a job. There's so many reasons for us to be thankful. The blood of Jesus Christ should always be at the top of the list. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Why did Paul have to say that again? If you read Philippians chapter 3 and verse 1, he said it there too. Rejoice in the Lord. Now he says in chapter 4 and verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Well, maybe because those Christians needed to hear it. I know I do. What about you? It's okay to say, yes, I need to be reminded of this. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. When you read Philippians, one of the things I love to do is mark my Bible. One of the things that you can do is look for words that are repeated throughout a particular passage or text or book. In chapter 1, Paul talked about his circumstances In chapter 4, Paul would talk about his circumstances as well. Look, you have circumstances and I have circumstances at this very moment, right? We all have different circumstances. Paul was in some circumstances, yet he was still able to rejoice. You see, it's a decision we get to make, I get to make, you get to make every day. The joy, the confidence, the contentment that Paul had in Christ. Nothing could stop it. Not prison bars, not enemies, not beatings. Nothing could stop it. 
Are we going to allow anything to stop our joy? Quarantines? Difficulties? Sickness? Unemployment? Maybe the new word for us for 2020 should be rejoice. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4. It is a game changer. We have reason to rejoice. I'm not saying that we ignore what's taking place. How can we? I'm not saying that we just kind of put our head in the sand. We can't do that. We know that, right? But what I am saying is that despite it all, you see, we have reason to rejoice. So maybe, just maybe, maybe that should be your new word for 2020. It's okay to change your word in the middle of the year if you need to. It's okay to pivot. We can do that, right? That's what I'm going to do. What about you? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. What an awesome God we serve. Stay with him. And remember, I can do. So can you.